This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. A Sheffield Wednesday team fighting for their future in the Championship were up for the task of getting three points at Hillsborough, where simply City were not. There was a distinct lack of ideas, fluidity and quality from the team today, which was little reward for the 1,000 City fans who made the 300-mile round trip. And Liam Manning's post-match reaction was one of bitter disappointment. A big turnaround needed if we are to get anything next week in the Severn side derby. Lee's three words were on the beach. Feels to me that some players perhaps think they are not part of the long-term plans. I think it's fair to fans to question the effort and application of some of the players over the last couple of games. And Matt is with me. Matt, what was your summation of that trip to Hillsborough? Um, I think Lee's said it all. I thought it's probably... A, a poorer performance in many ways than last week's against QPR and probably the first time that I've actually questioned the players' attitudes today. I think there was a, an air of um, casualness about the team. They didn't seem to want it as much and we've been beaten by another team in the relegation zone who totally deserved the victory. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't think it could get much worse uh, than, than the QPR performance after the highs of, of Tuesday. But uh, yeah, you're right. It was a, another game where they were more up for it, effectively. But let's focus on some of the positives, though. We've, we had a, a good three hours prior to the game. We went to uh, the Extra Time Sports Bar, which was, which was decent, and met Tom there and Simon. So we, uh, we had a, a couple of beers there and then off to the Triple Point Brewery um, a local brewery nearby, um, nearby the Extra Time Sports Bar, actually, which had some and some nice ales and some nice beers, and also some amazing burgers. So that was a highlight of the uh, the day for me. Um, Chris is also with us, and Chris, I'm going to come to you and ask for your uh, your your how are you out of ten? Evening, chaps. Um, well, it's a hard one now. I think after today's performance. I've had a good day up until that point, I suppose, and uh, so I'm probably going to go with a probably about a six, I suppose, at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably a six as well. It's really deflating when you've got a, a three-hour journey home after a after a defeat and not much to shout about other than that that nice goal from from Jason Knight, which will obviously will come on to the minutes. Uh, Matt, so two sixes. How are you feeling out of ten? Uh, I'm a five. Um... I felt absolutely knackered because I've had a, a crazy busy week in work and had to, to work late last night. And you get up early, you, you, you travel the distances that we travel and you see a performance like that and it just isn't good enough. Um, nowhere near good enough. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a five. Yeah, we uh, apologies for the sound quality, but we are on a long journey home from Sheffield and we thought we'd uh, take advantage of that and actually record the podcast. So we're doing this on my phone as opposed to our usual usual effort so uh, hopefully this is coming across okay anyway uh, the team news came through obviously at two o'clock and there were five changes obviously we knew 
all about Sam Bell and the fact that his season has ended and uh, obviously Sam Bell we want him to come back stronger so uh, all the best for the next few months Sam uh, McCrory came out Roberts came out James came out and Wells came out in addition to Bell in comes Tanner Pring Gardner Hickman Sykes and Conway uh, so the team lineup was O'Leary Tanner Viner Dickey Pring Williams and TGH Knight, Sykes and Mametti and Tommy Conway. No inclusion on the bench though for Scott Twine, Matt. No, I think um, from what I've read, Liam Manning said that he'd trained fully, I think on Tuesday and then had a bit of a, a feeling in his quad. Um, they've scanned it and it isn't a reoccurrence of the injury. So they were just playing it safe, which, which I kind of understand. But for a lad that's on loan with us with now, what are we, 12 or 13 games left to play? Yeah. He well. needs to get minutes to decide whether we want to spend the money that, that Burnley are going to be asking for him, if it's viable. So, yeah, disappointed in that one. Um, obviously good to see Campering and Mark Sykes come back in, although we'll then obviously talk about their performances. But, yeah, the, the Twine one is a frustrating one. What's your view on that one, Chris, with the with Twine and obviously coming back from injury but not having many games left? And if, like Lee's three words, on the beach, are we going to see the best of Twine and, and him playing with players that are playing for their positions? I think it's a shame because even looking at today's game, I think having, I think we said to, to you, Matt, at half-time, I said if we had Twine in this lineup today actually fit and playing, then you would have seen probably a slightly... More improved performance, even if it was from the individual himself. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a shame. I hope we do get to see more of Twine um, and, and more out of him, um, and see what he can do to lift the team because they, they seem to really need it right now. And with obviously Tanner coming back in and Pring coming back in, there is that more familiar back format. Obviously, we've seen McCrory come in for Tanner. We've seen Roberts come in for Pring. Great to see Pring coming back in, not having a obviously his injury wasn't a serious one. Um, it filled me with with a real optimism that we, we had that more solid, more familiar back four. Yeah, and and I think through most of the season we, we have been solid. Um, all four of those players have performed to a, a, a high level. So absolutely, you'd have that confidence. As the game pans out, I do question just how fit Campering was. Um, and I'm not even sure whether George Tanner went off injured or if that was a tactical change. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it fills you with more confidence because that's your your first choice back four, isn't it? Yeah. OK, right, let's get to the minutes then. So, um, in the eighth minute, we uh, Conway um, got into the box and had a good opportunity. I think his shot was difficult to tell from our angle, but um, looked like it was on target. But he got into space, Matt sort of turned back inside and, and shot on target. So not a bad start. Again, I thought we were quite bright to start with. Um, you know, we, we got Sykes on the ball a little bit. Um, Jason Knight had showed a couple of good touches. And, and yeah, good to see Tommy Conway at the right end of the pitch doing what we wanted him to do. But yeah, just not just not quite, was it? Yeah, um, that, well, there was a few a few little bits earlier on that, that, that were quite um, promising. Um, and I, I always like to see Tommy making those runs, but the most important thing for me, Chris, is that he's actually picked out and the pass is made at the right time. Yeah, I mean, I think we clearly had a, um, a 
tactic to for the overlap, and we were really trying to put the ball through for the first 10-15 minutes um, from the wings as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, we're not seeing the best out of Tommy. We're not seeing the best out of um, really any of our our, our front three because um, yeah, the, uh, the the the, the passes through the it's just not there at the moment. Okay, um, into the 16th minute, and it's one nil. The ball in from the city left. Ugbo had time to turn and shoot past Max O'Leary in the first real attack for Sheffield Wednesday. Seemed a little bit too pedestrian from Teddy Gardner Hickman, first of all, and then from Cam Pring. And the goal scorer, he just had time in the box to turn, pick his spot under a little challenge from Zach Viner. And Sheffield Wednesday, two passes, Matt, and they're in our box and scoring. Yeah, we, we were poor down the left hand side today, um, their right hand side, our left hand side. Um, Anis Mimetti, and again we'll talk about more during during the podcast, but switching off, not really sure what he was doing. Campering completely lost the runner, um, allowed him too much time and couldn't make it up. And then it's a you know an okay ball into the box, but the defender's got his back to it, controls it, and is able to swivel on it, and Zach Viner's just nowhere near close enough. Um, he, he's got to do better there. Don't apportion any blame to, to Max O'Leary. He tucked it into the corner, but a poor goal to concede. You know, it's it's down our, as I say, our left-hand side. We switch off and it's two balls and they've scored, two sort of passes and they've scored. Yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday obviously then their tell, tells are up, but we do come back into it. Nine minutes later, 25th minute, it's a good delivery from Taylor Gardner-Hickman and uh, his delivery is good and, and Knight's header is better, Chris. We've seen lots of uh, promising signs from Jason Knight, not to mention his leap and his heading ability from set pieces. Yeah, Knight, he's, um, he's threatened uh, quite a few times from, from set pieces and um, yeah, it was, it was a great leap, it was a great header, it was uh, right in front of us as well, which was which was good to see and his reaction afterwards he, he seemed like he was really well up for it um, I think when you've got the likes of Dickie and Viner going up for corners it does it does create the uh, the space for the uh, the shorter uh, <laughs> players of the team so yeah it's great to see Knight jump up and, uh, and, and pop that in the, uh, in the far corner yeah and it wasn't it was from quite some distance Matt as well in terms of the well, where he headed it from and then it went across the face of goal in so not only has he got a good leap on it but he's also steering that one into the far corner and uh, looks like he absolutely meant that yeah yeah he, he got a good run on it didn't he and um liam manning was quick to praise pat mangton again for the work that they've been doing on the, the set pieces um i don't know where that puts knight now in the the, the goal scoring charts but he's got to be probably second behind tommy conway if he's not level with him um, but no, good good finish. And I think you could almost sense the frustration from Jason Knight because he was really, you know, um, demonstrative to the fans about come on, get get behind us type scenario. You know, we're in this. And he, and he really went for it. So I think they probably felt a bit frustrated from the start and going one behind. Um, he scores a goal a, a little bit out of nothing, out of run of play. Sykes, in fairness... Um, I'd had a really good opportunity, but his touch was so poor that the defender was able to get across and then conceded the corner, and then we scored from the corner. Um, but Sykes, he should have done better with the opportunity beforehand. But no, great, great finish from Jason Knight. And said it before on this podcast, I, I do wonder with Jason Knight where we would be without him because 
he's the one who sets the energy for so much of the team, I think. But where do you think his best position is? If we're going to pers persevere with this 4-2-3-1, yeah. is he that middle of the three for you, or is he in the two? I'd have him in the in the middle of the three. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Sorry, the, the two in midfield. I beg your pardon. Yeah. I wouldn't have him playing. Although I'm kind of you know a bit, a bit ironic because he scored today and he scored. Yeah, but he would um, still be know, in that Murrow. position if but he was in the exactly two. from a from a set piece. But I just would. I would love to see him in the middle of the, the pitch yeah. with that energy, as opposed to. I, I don't even know where what you describe it because it's not. It's not as a three, a forward three. He's not close enough to Tommy as a two. Um, it doesn't feel like he's in a ten. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to privately have a chat with Jason Knight and see where he sees himself sort of playing and what he considers his best position. Yeah. Okay, Chris, your thoughts on... We've seen a lot of Jason Knight. We've seen what he's capable of. We know he, he, he's got a lot of energy, um, can score goals. Where do you see him in terms of next season in our, in our team? Do you know what? That's uh, that's quite a tough question, actually. I think to answer, having listened to Matt, what Matt's response was, I think I'd have to kind of sit on that fence as well. I think I know, I know he needs to be in the team. I think having the sort of um, bird from Derby and a few of the other players coming in as well, and how they used to gel together. <laughs> the bird from Derby. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So I'd be interested to see how and where they kind of they fit together. But I, I actually, I, I, he's on the pitch and he can play. I think multiple of our positions. But I don't. I couldn't say which one is his his best position right now. Yeah. Tough one. Um, if you put a gun to my head, I would say in in the two um, as well. But uh, be only because we've got those more uh, attacking options sort of coming through. Um, depends, obviously, if we if we sign Twine. But as you say, we need to see more of him before we make that sort of commitment. Twenty-eighth um, minute, Wednesday booking after pulling Knight down. It's a free kick to City, which nothing comes of. But um, that was one that I think similar at Ashton Gate with Barry Bannon and the red card shades of that Matt whether it should have been a red or not any views very difficult I've not, not watched it back very difficult to kind of be um, 100% on it my my point would be I, th I think the defender yes is probably coming across to be in a position to challenge but I also think that Knight is close enough to the edge of the box and coming into the area that he gets a shot away and you then kind of argue well then the defender is stopping a goal scoring opportunity um, and therefore is it a red card so my immediate reaction was I thought it should have been a red although I didn't think the ref would give it um, and then subsequently I've seen um, some comments Gary. on uh, yeah, social media where I think Gary Hours may have said that he thought it was a definite red I'd love to see it back and just see how close Knight was to being able to get that shot away because the defender coming across is, is a little bit academic to an extent from that point of view OK, um, next note I've got is the 45th minute and it's 2-1 Sheffield Wednesday. The ball comes across from the right-hand side. TGH heads clear as far as Marvin Johnson, who steers the ball towards goal. And it's Ugbo again, Chris, who heads towards goal and past Max O'Leary. Again, can't really apportion any blame to Max O'Leary, but see TGH's header goes out to the edge of the box. It comes back in. And this just quick reaction from Ugbo to steer it goalwards. I think the frustrating um, thing about that was we, I think we kind of knew it was coming. I think you, you could see 
Um, they were they were getting space. They were. It, I think when we go forward and we're we're, we're attacking the box, it, we really have to grind our way into that box. I think that's something that is quite evident. It seemed to be with Sheffield Wednesday. As soon as they were in the attacking third, they seemed to kind of dance around us and, and really make space and I think with Tanner's header backwards I mean he probably could have done a bit better with that there might have been some better communication as well because he headed it straight into the path of um, the player who then well crossed it slashed I mean he just leveled it into the middle of the box and yeah. um, the guy got his head on it so a bit unfortunate for sure um, but I can't say it wasn't coming um, when they when they do enter that final third they did look very dangerous it's a good point Chris makes there, Matt. I think Sheffield Wednesday were just more, let's just get the ball in the, in the box and, and kind of see what happens. Are we trying to be too clever with our build-up sometimes? Yeah, I think we're, we're maybe a little bit too deliberate. Um, I think to, to qualify that, I don't think it was a case of the old just stick it in the mixer and see what happens. I do think Wednesday did it with a purpose um, and they had the focal point um, of the lad up front, which is, you know, definitely... Um, the style of player that we're we're lacking. He reminded me a little bit, not not with necessarily the same level of ability, but a little bit like Antoine when Antoine played that kind of role for us. I wasn't sure, and again, uh, I'm not watched it back. I wasn't sure if the header I was from TGH, as you said, or if it was from Tanner, as, as Chris said. Um, I wasn't sure who did it, and I was immediately kind of thought he needed to either head that behind or head it further wide. Instead, he heads it to the corner of the area. I do think he's a bit of a cross-come shot. Um, I think, again, there was talk whether it was an own goal or not, but I, I think he just deflected it. And again, Max has got no chance. And, you know, we're back in a game that we've not really done that much in. And then we give ourselves another mountain to climb by conceding in that manner. And it was, again, a ball down the left-hand side that gets sent across deep and we don't deal with it. So, yeah, it, it you know, your point earlier on about the, the defence, other than, if I'm honest with you, George Tanner, who I thought, again, stood up really well, I thought defensively we looked all at sea today. Um, Rob Dickey and Zach Viner weren't, weren't on their game, weren't on from a communication level as well. Um, so yeah, it was it was such a disappointing goal to concede at such a disappointing time. Have you got a scuff, scratch, or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Okay, halftime summary from Rob. Other than the 10-15 minute spell in which we scored, we've not really been at it. Our passing has often been sloppy, sending hopeful balls into areas but then not supporting the play quickly enough. Likewise, our pressing has been sporadic and often disjointed. Given time and space, they have players who can play and most notably today, Paveda has caused us problems from the right in particular with Pring not looking quite right. Both goals conceded, could have been dealt with better. For the first, Paveda got in easily down the right-hand side and when crossed, Viner gave his man far too much time and space to turn. For the second, we failed to deal with a succession of balls into our area and Ugbo was quickest to react as it got sent forward towards the goal. Not often needed since Liam Manning took over, but time for the hairdryer and leaders to step up to turn things around for the second half. In saying all of that, a great header from Jason Knight for our goal, a strong shout for red card, 
for a foul on him soon after, and the pitch is dreadful. So, Matt, at, at half-time, there was a, a double substitution. McCrory and Roberts coming on for Pring and Sykes, who both returned to the team. Yeah, um, I was, was disappointed a little bit that, that um, Radio Bristol didn't ask Liam Manning about those two changes to understand whether it was based on, on their performances in the first half or whether there was any reoccurrence of their injuries. Um, Sykes started OK, um, but then faded. But Campering was didn't look anywhere near fit for me. Um, and, you know, as I keep saying, it was down that side that we were having all the problems. Admittedly, I don't think Anis Mimetti provided him with any kind of support at all. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you, I'd like to have understood if those changes were because of their performances. But, again, it's a situation where we change, but we change like for like in terms of players. Chris, any thoughts from you? It was more like like for like with McCrory coming in on the right and Roberts coming on the left. But, yeah, without knowing whether it was an injury or not. Let's say there wasn't an injury. Um, Cam Pring's only just coming back. Yeah, Sykes, I think... It would have been. I would have. I think I said to Matt as well. I, th I would have liked to have seen Sykes maybe start on the left-hand side um, with Pring um, or with whoever was playing left back at the time. No, just because I think with Mimetti really wasn't like providing the cover as Matt said. But um, I think Cam and, and Sykes he may have added a bit more of a dynamic to that attacking left-hand side, and I think there is a bit more cover there. I think um, Cam couldn't get forward enough just because um, Mimetti wasn't. Wasn't, he was just he seemed a bit all over the place at times in that first half, um, and yeah, it, 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 I think it was the right choice to make those decisions and early on in the second half as well because um, I think he had to do something. So I'm did McCrory? McCrory went later. In, um, was that later? No, it was McCrory and Roberts on for Pring and Sykes. Tanner right, yeah. so Tanner's substitution was yeah. 67. So McCrory yeah. in a more advanced role. Yeah, yeah, he went into that kind of Sykes right midfield role. Um, the one for me was was Anis Mimetti. I, d I don't know how Anis Mimetti stayed on the pitch as long as he did. Um, and I'm not about trying to, to, to slag players off, or but you, you watch the first half, and again, me and Chris were sort of talking, and I was chatting to, to Dave, one of the, the lads who sits behind me, one of the blokes, and Dave was sort of saying that, is, is Liam Manning, we know he's a coach who relies very much on data and, and what you're seeing, Sometimes you've just got to look at the game and look at the performance. And that performance from Anis Mimetti did not warrant him coming back out in the second half. The bloke did nothing at all. And I look at that and think, you're not setting the right behaviour, as, as Liam likes to keep saying, that if Anis Mimetti can put in a performance like that and come back out. Um, and it isn't about, you know, as I say, calling players out, but he has to do better than that. Because if not, then he's not going to be here next season or shouldn't be here next season because he's being given a real opportunity and he's not taking it. OK, um, next note I've got is that that next triple change on the 67th minute. Is Andy King coming on for Taylor Gardner-Hickman, Wells coming on for Tanner and Cornick coming on for Mametti. So again, we've seen Wells and Conway both on the pitch at the same time, but no change in formation, Matt. Same as I say, it's, it's swapping players in the same same positions, not really going to do anything different. Um, 
I was interested to know, or would be interested to know again, was was Tanner's because of an injury, or was it, you know, tactically? But also the Andy King one. Now, um, I'm right in thinking Matty James was on the bench. I can't look. I'm, right I'm, sh- I'm sure I asked. I'm, sh- I'm sure I asked, and someone said to me that he was. If he did come on, that would have been his hundredth league appearance. Well, FYI, if, if he if he wasn't on the bench, sorry, if he was on the bench, strange that it was King that then came on and not Matty James. No, he, wasn't. he wasn't, was he? Right. So again, with that one, then you, you can only imagine there must be an injury there because Matty James is your captain. Yeah. Um, and as he's been that two out of the three so okay that I can understand the Andy King one now but yeah I, I wasn't sure if James was on the bench or not okay um, King for TGH Wells for Tanner so obviously yeah Wells coming in and then Cornet going into the slot where where um, <laughs> Mamati was uh, 73rd minute Conway bursts forward but is upended and the City attack continues it ends with a shot from Andy King which is blocked but then there's this uh, fantastic Chris Kamara moment for everybody in the, every everybody in the in the stand really. Um, it was a red card for Bernard, second yellow after that tackle on Conway, and uh, yes, all of a sudden, uh, Chris, we're they're down to ten men and we're trying to work out what the hell's going on. Yeah, we were definitely counting players um, along alongside of that. Cause I think Sky was Sky Sports was reporting a red card as was another app on someone's phone, and it was all bit of wasn't sure what was going on but I think the keeper went down uh, injured which kind of stopped the play Yeah. and then what well, I thought was being subbed person so it was pretty much like a Chris Kamara uh, scenario was getting clapped out off the field um, and yeah I mean it was it was, it was definitely worthy of a, of a yellow card if not more it was a terrible tackle, tackle on Tommy yeah watching the, the video back on the Sky Sports app it, it was a, a nasty challenge um, and Tommy you know eventually sort of got, got back up and was, was okay but Matt, 78th minute, 12 minutes to go plus five minutes of injury time. They're down to 10 men, but you wouldn't know, would you? Was it? I mean, I saw him going off, but <laughs> I, I thought he was being subbed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, literally everybody in and around where we were, you know, hundreds of people, yeah. were all looking at their things and then all counting players. Um, absolutely the right decision. But you, you didn't feel as though we were up for that enough then, did you? They're, they're down to 10 men. You didn't see anybody trying to grab the game, um, you know, getting everybody moving in the right direction again. So it didn't actually make any difference. And I, I heard Liam Manning's post-match um, interview. I don't agree with him that we were in control of the second half. I didn't think we looked like we were in control of it. Um, or I suppose, what's your definition of control? If it's that you've got the ball but you're not doing anything with it, then yeah, maybe. But Sheffield Wednesday always looked like the team that were more likely to score. OK. Um, so we've done the red card. There was a penalty shout towards the end that, that we saw on, on the highlights as well from a Roberts corner. And the Sheffield Wednesday defender seems to get his arm on the ball in the box. There was another chance for Andy King. Um who Matt? He, he he played that first half in a game recently Forest, yeah. at Forest. Yeah, didn't let us down whatsoever. And you know we've we've read out a couple of comments, and and he's been involved again. So Andy King is a, obviously a player playing for contract, 
plan to stay as player coach or whatever he's going to do next season but he rarely lets us down does he Andy King no he doesn't I mean again I've seen a social media post that, that his wife has put about them going to be leaving Bristol so I, I don't think Andy King will be here next season in any capacity but um, when he came on he, he did at least try and put his foot on the ball and try and find a, a forward pass um, so no King he actually did okay when he came on Okay, um, and then there was a moment where Viner and Dickey seemed at six and sevens, Chris, um, at the back, and Sheffield Wednesday are in, and it's a, again Max O'Leary coming to the rescue. He's equal to it, and he stands up to the to the striker and saves of his chest. Yeah, I, I think I mean Max overall. I don't think did too much wrong today. I think every time he was called to to do something, he did it. Um, he didn't do anything wrong, so I think you, you can give that credit to him for the save. I think I mean I think that's the reality as we're. They were down to 10 men. We, yeah, may have controlled the possession for the second half. Didn't really make any inroads into the box. I'm not sure we registered a shot on target after the red card either. And actually, Wednesday probably could have had a couple of chances to make it 3-1. So it's quite a telling, um, telling last 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that took us to the, to the end of the game. A little bit of um, argy-bargy towards the end of the game. I think Joe Williams was expressing some discontent about something. Um, but uh, I've got a tweet here from Dean another soulless display from Bristol City which is worrying this season is quickly petering out to mid-table mediocrity once more a win against Cardiff will lift the spirits but not address the long-term concerns in inconsistency um, Matt your thoughts on, on that and, and kind of just how the game petered out it was, just, it was a little bit worrying I said to you then I, I was quite apathetic at the end because it, it felt like they hadn't really put in a performance and therefore um, you know I, I wasn't going to stand there and I've made point about booing I'll never do that but I, I just felt they didn't really put any kind of effort in and I don't know how you can put in two performances like they did against Middlesbrough and then um, Southampton and even Middlesbrough in the second half when we were up against it we defended like our lives depended on it and we were really you know, eager to get straight to the ball. Didn't really see that today. Um, and yeah, I mean, those two games absolutely sum up, you know, the two games that we won and then these two games. I don't know how you lose to two teams in the relegation zone, but lose in the manner of those two performances. That's the worry for me. Okay, right. Um, Chris, can you keep Matt honest on the, the ratings in terms of... Uh who's played and yeah, any substitutions after 65 minutes. I won't score Matty James though, because now yeah. I know he wasn't on the bench. <laughs> or came on. Yeah. Uh, right, Matt, Max O'Leary. Uh, I'll give Max a six. I thought, um, you know, yes, he conceded two goals, but I don't put any of the, either of those two goals down to him. I don't think he had to make any worldies. Um, he made good saves. The, the smothering save from Smith at the end was a good save. But, yeah, it was still a performance I'd expect from him. OK. Um, George, I'm going to go six. Um, I thought George had a decent game. Um, there was a moment where the guy was one-on-one -on -one with him in the first half and, and George just block-tackled it. And um, I don't think he did too much wrong. Maybe, maybe one slight mistake where he got beat. But I thought George had a decent game, so six. Um, probably two of the poorest games I've seen from, from Zach Viner and Rob Dickey and certainly as a pair in many a game um, I'll go two fives for both of them 
Um, but Zach was close to a four for me. I thought this was almost reminiscent of, of a performance from Zach from years ago. Um, he, he was very casual in the challenge. He didn't get a, a good foot on some of his clearances. Um, he, hit, he hit one ball in the first half out wide that almost cost us. Uh, may even have led to the goal, actually thinking about it, but almost cost us. So, yeah, I, th I thought it was two really you know, below par performances from both of them, so I went two fives. Um, Pringy, I'll let, I'll let you keep me honest in terms of um, we're, what, you know, two hours after the game. Um, I want to give him a four. That might seem harsh. He was if, if it wasn't an injury at halftime, he's taken off at halftime. So the manager's seeing that as a performance as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go four for Campering. It's never easy to, to come back after a couple of weeks out and go get straight back up to speed, but... Um, I don't know, mate. You're, you're a professional footballer. You've had... Am I? No, you, no you're not. You, you could have been today compared to some of them. But, you know, I think there's also a degree of... If he wasn't fit, and if that was part of the reasoning, then there's a degree on the individual as well to kind of make it clear where they are in, in things. But, um, you know, I, I really like Campering, and, and we've given him eights and nines this season, but that was a really poor showing. Um maybe maybe as I said with, with Anis Mametti offering him no support whatsoever maybe it's more of a five than a four so I'll let you two boys decide that tough one to, to call really that one Chris I mean we're, we're used to campering putting in those he set himself a high bar I don't think at any point he really got got beyond Mametti did he on the on the left hand side no he tried I, I do think probably the where, the, where you're given the format, I think it's fair with, but I really don't think yeah, he was helped with, with Mimetti's positioning and sort of just general gameplay today. He wasn't great defensively, Cam, but also how many times did he just hit an aimless, curled pass? I say pass, it wasn't a pass. Ball up the line that had, there was no, no one there, nothing to it. So, no, let's, let's stay with four, yeah. Um, Joe Williams, Taylor Gardner, Hickman. I thought Gardner Hickman was better than he was when he came on against QPR because that was terrible. Both both were okay in the first half, I thought. And again, I'm disagreeing with Liam Manning because he thought we were better in the second half. I thought um, they, they put their foot in. Taylor, a couple of times, you know, set us off on, on decent attacks. But again, centrally... Neither of them looked like they were going to create anything for anybody up front, did they? Um, so I, I'm going to go two fives for them. Is that part of the problem with that two and then the three in front? That, that they are seen more almost as defensive midfielders yeah. and they're always like passing that creation onto the people in front of them? Yeah, you're probably right, Patch. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but we know that both of them have got that in their locker. Yeah. And with, with TGH in particular, obviously he's got a, a shot on him as well. Um, it just, yeah, it, it, as I say, emotions are still pretty raw, but um, I didn't think they were at the level I would expect of them, and therefore they're two fives. Okay. Sykesy, um, as I say, start, started off first few minutes okay. Had the, the opportunity where his touch was poor, but we got the corner and then scored from. 
and then you probably didn't really notice him. There was one moment where he gave the ball away terribly, went down under a challenge, which may have been a free kick, but the referee was right on it and waved it away. Um, he probably, because of how long he has been out, probably does need a little bit more time. And I'm not aware that he's had any 21s time. Um, so with him, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of, of understanding on that. But, you know, again, it was a poor performance. So it's, it's got to be a five. On the other side, Anis, um, actually, he, he got on the ball a little more in the second half. But other than one cross that, that evaded everybody and went out, didn't really do anything. And, and as I said, I wouldn't have had him back on the pitch in the second half. So Pring was a four. He's a four as well. Jason Knight, um, I'm probably going to go six and man of the match. Good goal, set the tempo, um, I think was frustrated in the second half. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, it, you can't argue with the goal that he's got and, and again, the, just the, the levels of energy that he puts in. Um, but I would still like to see him play in that midfield role. But as a, as a more advanced midfielder but not in that place where he is now because it's not I know he's scored a game but it's not natural for him that position so should it be more of a 4-1-1-3-1 then maybe yeah maybe maybe um, on that quarterback type yeah yeah maybe um, and Tommy Conway you know Tommy huffed and puffed had the, the sort of one effort that we talked about in the first half but Again, isn't isn't getting enough service, but you also have to flip it and look at the lad for them. And I know they're different players, but his physicality caused us problems. Tommy wasn't causing them problems from that point of view, um, and so it's, it's you know again it's a level below what I expect from Tommy. Caveating with the fact that he's just not getting any kind of service. So, and we know what Tommy's about. And your point, Patch, bring Naki Wells on. Play him as a two. Don't stick Tommy so he's playing out wide right, which is where he seemed to end the game. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a five for Tommy. Right, then qualifying subs, Chris. Help us out. Uh, you've got Hayden Roberts uh, and Ross McCrory from the 45th minute. McCrory, I'll go six. Um, again, I know... And I, and he I, shows a great desire, doesn't he? He does, and, and I agree with something that I, I, I heard Tom Sutton say. Um, technically, I still think he's off it, and, and I'm allowing him that this season because of you know I think he needs that full preseason and yeah more more game time. But you can't question his desire. He tries to cut inside. He had the one effort that went horribly wide left, but he made that didn't he by winning the ball and bringing it inside. Um, so yeah, I'll go I'll go six for for Ross Hayden. <laughs> he. I think you said it. He was a little bit like Bambi on ice with, with one moment. Yeah, he got, got, got the ball sort of caught under yeah, him. Yeah, got, got booked, got a little bit lucky with a, a, a move that he could easily have been beaten with. Um, wasn't a great showing from a lad who's got ambitions to play, you know, in the Premier League. Um, it's, it's a five in the way that it was for, for the other players I've talked about. Okay. And then you had the 68th minute, so I think that qualifies. So Tanner... So you had Cornick, Wells, and Andy King come on. So 60, 68 for you qualifying there? Well, because they have five minutes injury time, so yeah, we're allowed. Um, King, I'll go six. Um, Naki, Wells, I'll go five. I think I think for the first 
10 minutes that Naki was on. I don't know if he touched the ball, um, contributed in any way. Um, and Kornick, I'll go five. I'm not, you know, um, yes, he, he might put a bit of effort in, but you, you've got to have a little bit more. He than was that. taking up quite a wide space to yeah, try get the ball, but yeah. didn't really get but no- much. Nothing happened, did it, as a result. So, yeah, it's, it's a five for him as well. Um, and Liam Manning, I gave him four last week against QPR, and I'm giving him four again today. Um, because, as I say, for me, that performance in many ways today was worse than the QPR performance. Um, I didn't think, you know, and there was. He said be... at the end that, that, that he can't do much about it if they aren't doing the basics right. Yeah, and, and I agree with him on that. But, you know, he's also the one, the man that talked about what in a free week. Um, to get into the ideas, we, we don't look any more threatening from an attack point of view, do we? Um, you know, again, if I'm if I'm watching those two sides today, which one do you think's in the relegation zone? It's not Sheffield Wednesday, um, and he can't allow. You know, he, he talked about they've got to challenge themselves and not allow it to to, to drift out. Um, and it's it's little things, and again, I'm I'm con- contradicting myself because. I enjoy seeing the videos that you see with them training, but sometimes it feels a little bit like there's too much, you know, joviality with it and not enough, right, we're doing our work and we're really serious. I'm watching snippets, so that's probably very unfair. Um, But as I said, I'm I'm a bit emotional with it. But I I just felt tonight not good enough, not good enough from Liam Manning. He's the, the, the head coach and the buck stops with him at the end of the day. And... You know, we, we've got to be honest to say the change was made because we wanted improvement. And yes, I've seen improvements up until these last two games. These last two games, we've gone backwards and we've gone backwards massively. So, yeah, nowhere near good enough. OK. Um, right, let's have a look at some of the uh, guesses that we had in. I'm just trying to scroll now to, to those. And... Uh, Obviously, we'll announce yeah. who, who wins it. The, yeah, we'll work out the, av- next week, the so. averages. So, I put the tweet on it, 1728. It's now 1910. Um, and because I'm on aeroplane mode, I cannot see any of them. <laughs> so, thank you to everybody who uh, has guessed so far. And obviously, we'll let that run for a few hours. But, Matt, you'll do the announcement on I next do, week. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it on a pod, but we'll, we'll post it on X as well. Um, Andrew Jackson, you won't be anywhere near it with six point one seven. I don't think, mate. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was quite a range of the ones I I I, I witnessed uh, just before we hit record. But uh, yeah, as always, thanks for your your contributions and engagements on that. Um, a very happy birthday today, I think, to Brian Drysdale, and yesterday to Brian Tinian. Um, so a couple of birthdays there. Any one final thing from you, Matt, other than much-needed improvements needed for uh, next Saturday against Cardiff? Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I know it's a, a local derby. Um, Will we see Twine? Who knows? Uh, be interesting to see if Famara features for them. Oh, Christ. Um, I don't know whether Cardiff played today or if they're playing tomorrow. Um, but, you know... <laughs> After the QPR game, you expected to see a reaction today. I really did. And, and we did. Yeah, I, I went on a Sheffield Wednesday pod in the week and said I expect a bit of a backlash yeah. today. I expect Twine to play. I expect Sykes to play. Um, Pring to come back in. And when two out of those three 
came in, I honestly thought that we we would win by one or two goals today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and maybe Liam Manning just has to look at himself and have a look at the shape because we need to be getting more more balls in the box and we've got to be getting the likes of Tommy Conway and Naki Wells um, in the areas where they're going to cause damage and that isn't where they currently are. And, um, you know, fans with far more insight than I've got um, will probably point out that, you know, maybe it's their positioning and everything else. But that, that those the last two games have not been an enjoyable watch and they're the only two games I can say that about from Liam Manning's tenure. Um, I don't count really the first QPR game. He, he hadn't been in the door five minutes, had he? No. Um, but that, that was a little bit worrying today for me, mate, and, and last week. Um, it doesn't fill you with a great deal of confidence, does it? No, and I would say, uh, what was it, 12, 13 games left to go, and we've got Cardiff and Swansea coming up. And what what we don't want to be doing is going on a losing streak. So we need to cut this out very, very quickly and get something at home to Cardiff on, on Saturday is, is, is is very important. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a little bit of an emotional podcast, only two hours um, post-match. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to, to, to use this time and, and kill a bit of the journey. So hopefully this has come across okay. And uh, big thanks to Chris and also obviously to Matt. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday with the Cardiff Reaction. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC or X if you like. And uh, and we'll leave it there. But uh, cheers, Matt. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, cheers, all. Boys. Thanks.